Let's ride. Happy birthday to my beautiful wife. You've been with me for a long time. Supporting the kid for a super duper extra long time. And I surely do appreciate all you do for me and the kids. I had to shout you out at the top of this joint, man, before I forgot. I didn't have to come home and apologize to you and tell you why I didn't. So I figured I would keep myself out of trouble and tell my lovely wife, happy birthday. I love you. I love you. Thank you again. Thank you for what you do for me, what you do for the kids. You know what you do, and that's why I call you the draft pick. Number one overall, ain't no trades, ain't no negotiations. We ain't going to do nothing but extend that contract until the contract can't be extended no goddamn more. That's it. You stuck here, Team Derek. That's all you going to know. That's it. That's it. Anyway, anywho, no playing this ride. Number 37. I don't know who no one number 37. I want to say maybe Sean Alexander. But I didn't really like that motherfucker much. So let's skip on past that. I have a question for y'all. A question that has been asked over and over again in the past couple of years. What the fuck is wrong with our president, man? <laughs> What's wrong with, bro? Why are you arguing with women all over the country? And I honest, you know, honestly and obviously, I'm not talking about just going across the country arguing with different women but i mean why are you publicly why are you publicly arguing with public figures that happen to be female if anybody need to be quiet about that it's you my man you out here talking about maxine waters has a low iq maybe but she's been in politics longer than you and i'm pretty damn sure she wasn't born rich so she had to do something to make it relax and you out here talking about Elizabeth Warren, calling her Pocahontas and shit, talking about you wanting to see the DNA. Come on, man. And you saying people got to be sensitive. You brought up the Me Too movement. Nigga, first of all, you damn near started the Me Too movement by getting caught on that recording. That shit didn't really pop off until after you got jammed up for your little situation. So the last motherfucker to be talking about me too should be Donnie T. Because old 45 got a terrible track record when it comes to the ladies. Let's just keep it a buck. Let's keep it a hundred. My man has a terrible, terrible track record and doesn't need to begin anywhere near that conversation at all. You need to be worrying about making sure that you guys can block Mueller from questioning uh, John Kelly. That's what you need to worry about. You need to make sure you get this extension to reunite these kids. That's what you need to focus on, my man. And honestly, I feel like they should give it to him because if you're going to write a wrong, write it. I don't give a damn how long it takes. Just make sure you get the kids back with the correct the correct people. That should be the goal. Like, I know all oh, the deadline, the deadline, but that just shows you how many kids got displaced. That they need time to, what, an extended amount of time to get these kids back. 
It shouldn't have been done in the first place, but at least somehow or something got to them to make them change their minds. So go ahead and get that man his time because you know he can't focus. He can barely go through a damn sentence. He sound like one of these um these rappers that graduated from SoundCloud that got mainstream. If you ever watch their interviews, now I say it all the time, I like to judge musicians by their interviews, and you listen to these cats get asked a question, they could barely form a fucking sentence. And that's who they remind me of, the president, when they talk. As disrespectful as that sounds, I, I'm just saying the proof is in the pudding. Just look at either interview. Look at one of these young rappers, and then look at the president in the interview. And then see how, or when he gives a speech, and then see how, see how fragmented the speech is. See how difficult it is for them to stay on pace for one thought for, I won't even say an extended amount of time, before a normal amount of time. I'm not, I'm not chalking this shit up to you have so much intelligence, you think so fast. Like they say when you're writing and shit, I'm chalking this up to not know what the fuck you're talking about. And you fill in the space with fluff in between the start of the sentence and what should be a goddamn period. That's just how I see it. I could be wrong, maybe, maybe not. But you will have a hard time convincing me otherwise, man. We got a whole lot more shit going on than you. <laughs> And then you feeling the need to argue with women over the national airwaves for everybody to see. That's that's not the right move, man. That's that's not even a man's move. A man's move is like a you got an issue with a woman, she got a husband. Well, let me and your husband talk. That way, if something go a certain type of way, then me and him can figure that shit out. Not me and you arguing in public in front of everybody. That's a personal thing with me. I feel like it should be that way with all men. But maybe I'm cut from a certain type of cloth. But you would think with the values that people who align themselves with being conservatives hold, that this type of action will be condemned. This type of action will be seen as less than manly, arguing with women on a public forum. You shouldn't be arguing with no woman but your wife. That's just how I feel. Either you talk to that woman's husband or you let your wife handle that. that that's just me. And I know it's politics and people are going to have disagreements, but my man, you should be able to carry yourself in a, in a more respectful manner in that position. Now, if you just regular Joe Smoke out on the street, I don't expect you to carry it that way. But you still shouldn't be arguing women as a man and women should argue with women. The man should argue with men just in case, you know, you happen to see each other in traffic and shit get physical. That's that's my thing. It's a it's a um, it's a preventative thing. But I, like I said, I know it's politics and it shouldn't get that far, but it's just in what they call bad form, I guess. I would call it bad form. But no, enough about Cuzzo, though, because I would get a headache talking about him, man. Um, What else in ridiculous, ridiculous world news or just news? I was scrolling through CNN. Yes, I follow CNN. I was scrolling through CNN, and they had some boring shit up there about the, uh, what's her name, Meghan Markle having an accent did she develop an accent already i guess it's a slow news week i don't know they're asking if she developed the accent and i was like fucking probably i mean she's been over there for a while now and as people know once you travel and go somewhere else the more time you spend around people with different accents the more that shit you're going to pick up if you're from the north and you go to the south for an extended amount of time you're going to pick some of that shit up and the more you're around it and the more and the less you're around what you're used to the more it's going to come now it's not going to be perfect but at the end of the day, it's going to happen. Like, I am originally 
from the South. I was born up North, but raised in the South in Florida my whole life. And people in Jacksonville, Florida got a whole different accent. It's Southern, but it's different. I can't really explain it. But since I came out to the West Coast, I noticed myself pronouncing words a little bit differently. Maybe I say more than syllables. Maybe I enunciate better, whatever. I just notice I speak a little differently, and sometimes it's harder for me to understand the homies from the South, especially the homies who got the accent real bad, like my homie Weeks. He got some of that South Carolina Geechee shit in him, so it's just, it is what it is. But it's just something that happens, so I kind of thought that was a waste. It was a waste, but for people who don't travel, I figure I, I, I'll, hit you, I'll hit you on the game. If you're American, you have an accent. People in America seem to not think they have accents. But when you travel abroad, if you travel abroad, you will find that out. If you leave your state, you leave your region, your accent sounds different. People don't think about it. They think, oh, I talk normal. Guess what? Nobody speaks fucking normally. In your region, yes. But once you leave that motherfucker, you're different. Motherfucker can hear you around the corner and know you're not from there. That's just life. That's what it is. Anyway, bigger obviously more important story and this is going to lead to two stories leading to the same point one thing i saw on the uh on the interwebs was there's a four-year-old boy who was he was in his backyard kicking it chilling for some reason you know kids being kids they just decide to do shit so this little fella decided he wanted to jump over the fence there was this field behind where he lived and he jumped over that fence, and I'll say not five seconds later, it was like four dogs tearing his ass up. I was like, damn, it, it looked, I mean, it looks real bad. I didn't think the little dude was going to survive. Luckily, he did, but it just, it, it reaffirms and reinforces that you got to watch your kids. You can't just think and assume that they're safe because you, you put them somewhere where they shouldn't do anything or they shouldn't get anything or oh they'll be fine it doesn't always work like that because kids just do shit sometimes and he just did some shit and jumped over that fence and them dogs was on his ass faster than the light goes out when you hit the switch it was bam and luckily his mother was able to get out there and get to him i guess she scared the dogs off they left him alone she pulled him inside and then he was the video cut to him being in the hospital and he was pretty he was pretty beat up. I mean, he was talking and everything like that. But he had stitches and shit in the back of his head. Like, you could tell those dogs really tore him up. And, you know, most kids get to go out in their backyard and play. And you don't really expect a four-year-old to jump a fence. But you also don't really expect, I mean, I, I don't really expect my four-year-old to be left out in the backyard by himself. Not me, not in my house. You can call me a helicopter parent, whatever, but... If my kids outside, if they're not in earshot, well, I can't hear them with the window, with the window being open, then I'm outside. I'm either on the balcony or I'm at the park somewhere when my daughter's out there playing. I don't play that, okay, I'm going to go outside, shit, and just run and be free. And that's cool. That's cool and all. And she's getting older. But where I live, there's been, I've seen kids steal shit, and I've heard of somebody potentially trying to snatch a child from that area. So for me, I'm going to make sure if they out there, I'm out there. That's just the way I got to kind of carry it. I can't really see it going no other way. But other parents, to me, to my surprise, have kids running wild. Like, like I go out, I come home, I leave, or I leave or whatever, 
and I, I see kids outside. Okay, I see you've been outside all goddamn day long. Like, you have zero supervision. If I was a creep or a crazy person, I could have snatched you and took you away right now. And nothing would have happened. Nobody would have even seen you. It's crazy. And it's worse. I, I went to my to my homie's crib on the military base. It's even worse there. Them kids out there running fucking wild. Like, you would, you would think that military people, and this don't go for all military people. I think this is mostly the younger parents who are more addicted to their phones and being left alone. I would think that they would be more strict on what their kids do, but it's just not that way. You feel like you're in that that bubble, that safe, that safe zone because oh yeah, we saw all military affiliated. Nothing's gonna happen. You can leave your doors unlocked. Shit. Shit. If somebody was a creep, they could have came in there and took three or four kids. Just because that's how wide open it was. I was on the base house at one time and I saw a kid jumped off the bus from like some after school program, ran to the ran to the park, dropped his backpack down, and shimmied all the way up a fucking regulation basketball pole and was just sitting on the pole while I'm over there working on my, my weak ass jumper. And I couldn't believe this shit. Like I'm like, you you didn't even go home. You don't let nobody know you home. You didn't check in. You don't have a cell phone or nothing. You just gonna come straight off the bus, run to the basketball court, and then shimmy up the pole, and then look at me crazy. I'm like, yo, you should probably get down. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> I'm here first. You being on the back of this pole is not gonna stop me from working on my jumper. My much needed work to put into my jumper. So either you get your little ass down on your own, or if I brick and you happen to fall, that's on you, little man. I'm not I'm not worrying about it too much. You can call me asshole what you want, but I feel like I care for him more for his parents because I would have at least been out there to greet my damn child. And there's no way in hell I'm going to be okay with you just running off the bus and doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Nah, come check in. We don't, we don't do that where I come from, man. Any type of thing I have to tell a kid. But parents, you got to watch your kids. Just like the, the situation in Thailand. When one time for the diaper who lost his life trying to save those kids. I was hearing about the story, but I wasn't quite sure on what was going on because I kept catching pieces of it and I haven't like I said I've been taking my little news break I haven't been too deep into it I just catch stuff every now and again but I kept seeing this story and I, I kept seeing this being progress made and trying to figure it out so I'm not going to watch it every second I'm trying to keep up with this cult show I'm watching I'm going to talk to y'all about that later too but my thing was how the hell did they get in there because that didn't seem to be the story obviously the focus is on getting the kids out but my thing was, like, is nobody going to talk about how they got in there? Like, what, did they get, like, a, washed in there, walking somewhere or something? Or something crazy like that? No. Come to find out that they were finished with practice, and they just decided to go the fuck in there. And it's a really popular spot. Apparently, it's really nice inside, and it's common for people to go there. But there's a sign, apparently, outside the door that says, you know, caution, this can fill up with water or some shit like that, I guess. And they still decided to go in there and not being able to swim. Now, just like I said, you have to take care of your kids and make sure you watch them or somebody responsible is keeping an eye on them. You can't trust everybody with your kids. And my rule is this, right? For me, I don't even like to let friends borrow shit of mine that I care a lot about, that I feel precious about. Like, yeah, um, you know what? I really, really care about whatever this object is. I'm going to let you hold it. I trust you. Go ahead. 
I don't even really play that shit because as much as I love my friends, I love my stuff, but I love my friends more. And I would hate for them fucking up something of mine to mess up our friendship. Because I've been through that as a youngster. It was back when, you know, you had to care about CDs and things like that. Like, I got my new CD, and I've been rocking it for a week. You ain't got it. Yeah, I'm going to let you hold that shit. And they come back in the wrong case and scratched up and shit. And you like, yo, what the fuck happened to my CD? Like, yo, man, I didn't I didn't mess it up. I'm like, my guy, you the last person that had it. I'm just now getting this shit back from you, and it's skipping. When I gave it to you, perfect condition. Man, I know I rock with auto skip on my CD. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... I don't tend my shit up. So when I give it to you, I expect to get it back. Not to go off on the tangent, but what I'm saying is if something's important to you, you make sure it's going to be taken care of. And sometimes that means you have to take care of it yourself or make sure that the person you're entrusting said object or person to is going to be a responsible individual. And this coach obviously was not. I'm telling you this. As a parent, let me, let me backtrack. As a human being, I really, really hope they get every last one of the boys out there. As a man, I hope they get every last one of those boys out of there. I really and sincerely do. For the guy who died trying to save him, I really hope they get everybody out there. I know they got some of them out recently. But as a parent, I really hope they get their coach out there. I really hope to get that coach out there because he got a fire-ass whooping waiting on him. And that is for real. The coach got a fire-ass whooping waiting on him because you're the one. You're, you're, the, you're the single point of failure in that situation. You're the one that's in charge, right? Even if one of the kids decided to run off and just go in the cave, you got the rest of the team like, hey, listen, you know what? I'm responsible for everybody. He won't do that. He's on his own. I'm making sure the rest of y'all get home. He did not do that. And I know different country, different culture. I get it. I understand. But as the senior person there for my military folks or as the person in charge there for everybody else, you have to make a decision to get everybody home. That's your job after practice. Even if these kids normally walk home, go their separate ways after practice, you as the coach are the caretaker when you have them. And they're with you, making you the most responsible person there. I don't give a damn if you're the coach of the soccer team and you're 17 and everybody else is 16 and below, or there's somebody 16 and a half, you're the one designated as being in charge. It's your goddamn fault. So if I'm the parent, oh, he got an ass whooping brewing. He got an ass whooping brewing. And the police shouldn't do a damn thing about it. But then again, I'm petty. That's how I feel. That's just me. That's just me being who I am is. And I, take care of your kids, man. And Speaking of which, there's a woman, I, I want to say it was Texas, black woman had her kids in the car, and she walked in the store, left her car running, came back, and the dude was in her car. Now, lucky for her, too bad for him, she ended up shooting that motherfucker in the head. But then it goes to show you, like, don't leave your kids unattended if you don't have to. I know it's easy to just hammer run in the store real quick, I'm going to get this. It happened to me when I was a kid. Well, I was older, but it happened to me as a kid. And, you know... Things were different back in those. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Things were a little bit different, or so we like to think they were. Shit wasn't as dangerous. That being said, though, just take it don't take that much to take your kids in the store real quick. If it was real quick, then they could have just got in and got out. I've seen people leave their babies in the car to run in 
a building real quick and come back out. Now, I felt like I should say something, but that's not my child. And my wife knew this person. And I was like, man, I was like, I would have felt out of place. Like if I had said something, I would have messed up the relationship. But maybe she saw me outside. I don't think she saw me outside. But when she came back out and saw me, she either felt comfortable or ashamed because she seen me out there. But that's just something I would never do. You don't leave a baby just visible like that in the car while you run in the building real quick. I know you if you single mother or you got the baby by yourself, that's cool. But that's just something you don't do, in my petty opinion. That's just me. I would never do that. That's Oh, man, that's crazy. Even though it's just for a second, it's something you don't do. One time for that soccer team, though, I hope they get out. Speaking of soccer, I don't know really what's going on with the World Cup. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not in a position right now at work where I can watch it anymore. I used to be able to sit in a certain spot at the job and watch it. But because I'm working in a different office covering somebody else, I can't right now. And to a, a more authentic and real point about the situation, all the black teams gone. They gone. Like all the African teams are eliminated as far as I know. Unless it's somebody that snuck in there from Africa that I'm not aware of. They all gone. So my motivation for watching this shit has dropped tremendously. <laughs> like I said, I did my ancestry. And they had me hyped for it. When them boys got eliminated, it, it kind of took something out of me. I was like, damn. But, but, there is a lot of African dudes on the French team. And for that reason alone, I may dig back into it to watch it. And I want to see what they do. But my bro brought up a good point. It's like, damn, if maybe, just maybe, if some of these guys with African origin would have came and played for the African teams, Maybe they wouldn't have got eliminated. I, my, my feeling is this. These guys either grew up somewhere else or they went and played somewhere else. And they were embraced by the community and decided to represent that country, which is fine. I get it. I'm not hating. I'm not bashing. But I will say this. If they were that talented and, and able to break out of Africa, we probably could have used them back on the continent. If you were for African teams. I, I had to go all in Africa because... The U.S. Was a, didn't even qualify. And then Mexico got eliminated. And I feel bad for my people that I live around. But, hey, I don't got no blood ties that y'all play. I had to go with Africa and the U.S. who wasn't even in the damn uh, World Cup. And peace out to y'all, too. Shit, Russia got eliminated, too. And that's sad because they're in Russia right now. I know Putin was pissed the fuck off. I'm pretty sure he was proud. I don't know if he expected them to win. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw Croatia going as far as they've gone. But I know Russia is going to be watching like everybody else now. But at least they'll be comfortable at home, I guess, if you call it comfortable. But they gone. I think England, France, and whoever else is left, I haven't really paid attention. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bad. Uruguay and somebody else. I probably said that wrong. But, uh, yeah, man, they, they up out of there. Now, something else I wanted to talk about, NBA. NBA free agency and all the all the talk, all the talk about all the stuff. First and foremost, though, first and foremost, don't be the guy on Facebook rooting for your favorite guy, thinking you know everything about these NBA players, and you don't. Because somebody like me is going to pull the stats up on your ass and then just drop, drop some facts for you and then let you deal with that shit. And I'm going to ask you like a week later, like, man, what you said about homeboy? And I, I provided you with the stat line. Like, what's up, man? 
you 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 standing on that still or you change your mind after you got educated? Somebody had the ridiculous mindset to say that Magic Johnson wasn't really that good of a player. He shouldn't be top ten and that he was a terrible person who didn't score points. So I, me, Petty Pendergrass, or whatever you want to call it, Pettytron, I went and dug up Magic Johnson's stats. Magic Johnson averaged double figures the whole time he was in the league. And a couple of times he averaged double-digit assists. He was a three-time MVP. He's a multiple finals MVP. Magic Johnson ain't great. Like, oh, he had a team full of all-stars. Magic Johnson made that team better. Kareem didn't win the title in L.A. until Magic got there. And then when Magic, Magic had to step up because Kareem got hurt. People got to know what they're talking about, man. All this, even when they, not even to, to delve back into the Jordan shit, but people was like, oh, Jordan didn't do this, whatever, whatever, whoever had a tougher. I'm like, bro, you got to look back at what the East was in the 90s when Jordan was running shit. The East was a beast. Let's just keep it a buck. Like, don't discredit the talent of those guys playing because you don't remember or you too, or you too young to remember. The people you arguing with been watching basketball for a decade or three. Y'all got to relax. And had the nerve to say Isaiah Thomas and um, Magic Johnson and Joe Dumars and James Worthy were old when Michael Jordan beat them to get his chance. Motherfucker, they, them boys was 30 and 28 years old. That's prime in the NBA. People kill me, but yeah, just just know what you're talking about. And if you're not paying attention to like the summer league and shit, shut up, man. You don't watch basketball. Shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear you pulling stats out of your ass that you didn't got off somebody else's Facebook page and none of that. If you're not watching the Summer League to see how they're improving your team, you got to be quiet. Don't jump out the window saying crazy stuff like, oh, this, that, and the third, they're going to get this guy, this, that. No, no, no. No, no. Watch the Summer League, see what your team is doing to develop, and then you can come talk to the people who pay attention to sports for real. Until then, stay your punk ass out of the conversation. We don't want to hear your lies and your opinions that have no basis in fact whatsoever it's okay to have an opinion if you got some facts to back it up i understand they're not the same thing but you can be opinionated about something that there are some facts on you know what i mean i'm not saying an opinion is a fact i'm not saying a fact is an opinion but at least have your opinion based on some sort of fact you know what i mean if you're gonna say oh he's a great scorer he's a greater scorer whatever you got he got at least have one scoring title he can't be average 15 points a game you saying he's a great scorer because you feel like he scores well. That don't make sense. Like, have something to back it up. But anyway, watch Summer League and shut up and figure out your basketball knowledge. Now, for everybody excited about Boogie Cousins, I don't know if I said it last episode, but I'm going to say it here. Yes, he did not go to the Lakers. He went to Golden State. But he's only went for $5 million bucks. One year, $5 million. One year, $5 million for Boogie Cousins. People all up and on, like, oh, Golden State's loaded. Pretty, I'm not sure if I said this last episode, but he's only there for like a year, really half a year, because he's only going to be playing in January, because he tore his, he tore his Achilles in January. So he'll probably be back in January. This is an audition, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it is. He's just, they're just going to see how well he's going to play. Hopefully for him, he goes over there and has a chance to get another ring, and then he, he'll probably bounce or... Or if he earns it and they can find the funds, they'll re-sign him. And they'll keep him there. 
But for Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, for those who don't know, this is basically an audition. He's going to go show people what he has, do some things in the playoffs, and if it works out, if he can fit with the team, then he'll be fine. He should work. He's an outside shooter. He has a strong personality, but he should mature. Given the amount of interest or the lack of interest he said they had for him during free agency, this should make him want to go be the best big man he could be playing within the system for Golden State. He can shoot from the outside. He can patrol the middle a little bit. There you go. You got another bully on your team with Draymond Green. And with them not signing Zaza Pachulia, who signed with, I want to say, in Milwaukee. I think Zaza signed with Milwaukee or Minnesota somebody. With them not signing him and with JaVale McGee signing to the Lakers, it makes sense that they have a big man to help out Kevin Looney and whoever else they put in that rotation at the five. Boom. And um, speaking of the Lakers, man, I like what they're doing, bringing in Rondo. People are like it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. If you're Magic Johnson, you want to win. You want to win in the goddamn hurry. You just signed the biggest basketball player in the world. You want to put pieces around him that are that are going to work. If you look at Rajon Rondo and you look at Lonzo Ball, they're not that different skill set wise. They're both active defenders. They both rebound the ball well. They're both guys who pass the ball. Lonzo may be a better scorer, maybe a better shooter when he gets his shit together. Rondo's dope in the playoffs. It makes sense. They can both push the ball. That's what Magic wants. That's what the Lakers want. They want to bring that showtime back to L.A. They're putting together the perfect pieces for that. They already drafted Kuzma. They got Brandon Ingram, who's long, who's been working on getting to the bucket. They got JaVale McGee, who's an alley-oop machine when he catches the damn ball. But he's, he's what they call a rim runner. He can get right to the rack. He throw the ball up. He should be able to catch it. Obviously, they got LeBron James, who we know is ridiculous on the break. So it makes sense for them to go out and get two-point cards who can push. And with the floor being spread, with them adding Mo Wagner, uh, who can shoot from distance, and they got the other guy whose name I cannot pronounce, the other European dude who was hooping the summer league right now, I think they'll be fine. Even Travis Caruso is looking okay in the summer league. So if that's your if that's your point guard rotation, it's not bad if you got – Lonzo and or Rondo starting, whoever starts, whatever. And then you got Caruso as your third point guard. That's not bad. They need to get a backup center, and they'll be straight because I'm pretty sure whoever plays point guard is still going to be um, KCP probably at the two because he's a vet. He has experience. You're going to have Ingram at the three, LeBron at the four, and then maybe JaVale may get the five for now unless they can sign somebody else. And who knows who's going to be where because – they still want Kawhi, and nothing's happened so far. Who knows who's going to be on that team in the next few weeks, months, days. Who knows? But they got a good thing going in L.A. Now, for my primary team, they happen to be fucking up. My Chicago Bulls, I don't know what the uh, thought process is over there. Like, I like the draft pick. I like Wendell uh, Carter Jr. I like um, Hutchinson. I like that pick. I haven't really been able to see what he can do against big competition. I missed uh, I missed Wendell Carter Jr.'s game against um, – who the fuck they played? It don't matter. They played somebody in the summer league, and he put up some numbers. And uh, I think it's, it's Blankley, Blanky or somebody else on the team put up some numbers in summer league as well. But I'm going to try to catch the Bulls-Lakers game tonight. Uh, Zach Levine. Now, from what I understand – 
He's had some injuries. Torn ACL, right? Free agent, on the market, do your thing, bro. He basically punked the shit out of the Chicago Bulls. An organization built on what was once built on championships. Defense, efficiency, getting it done. Getting to the playoffs even. They let punk-ass Zach Levine punk them for 80 million bones for four years. That is ridiculous. He's a dunker coming off an ACL injury. Can he score at times? Yes. He can score somewhat. But this man played 24 games for y'all. You only seen him for real, for real, on the court for 24 games. When you were tanking. So he literally could have went out there attempting to be in a scoring machine because you know the season ain't going nowhere. He could have went out there and attempted to pad his stats and just get buckets to make himself look good and get ready for next year. This man averaged 14 points a game. And y'all gave this man an $80 million contract. I'm not sure how much of that is guaranteed, none of that, whatever. But that is fucking ridiculous. And I know what, what the Supermax is and everything like that. I know the Bulls have room. Y'all should have packaged that motherfucker up. If you're going to clean house, clean house for real. Get rid of the motherfuckers and go get Kawhi. Like, I know where he said he wants to go. But if he don't want to be in San Antonio, a homeboy got to take what he can get. Chicago's a pretty big market. And they would welcome him. They would welcome him there. Come in there and be the, the new Pippen with your defensive skills set and all that. They can put scores around you. They got Holiday. They got marketing. They just got Wendell Carter Jr. You you add Kawhi Leonard to that mix? We having a different conversation. He would make that whole team better. I I hope maybe that's what they're trying to. I I just don't know, man. I don't I don't see the the point in signing somebody who came off an ACL injury for eighty fucking million dollars. When you got rid of Derrick Rose, who was who was getting. New York 17 and 7 as a starter coming off an ACL injury. That's a productive point guard NBA for you to get somebody who just came off an ACL who only gave you 14 points a game. This is ridiculous, man. You, you could have drafted somebody. Lance Stevenson just signed for, what was it, like a five, four, five million dollars with the Lakers? Y'all could have got Lance Stevenson. I think Lance Stevenson fits the identity of the Chicago Bulls a little bit better. Lance Stevenson don't take no shit. He out there challenging everybody. That's what I want on my team. And you know who got him? Fucking LeBron. Because that's what LeBron needs. You get some, get LeBron a team full of bullies. I was hoping they got Boogie. But you get people like that, like Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson, coming off, if they coming off the bench, you talking about in the playoffs, all they're going to do is make players like Mo Wagner better. Like six minutes, I don't know how you say his name, that young guy. All they're going to do is make players like that better. You got the four of them coming off the bench during the regular season with Kyle, Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench. Shit. That's a squad. Man, please, I don't, I don't understand what the hell Chicago is doing. If it ain't good for the Bulls, it's good for the Lakers. So I, I got to... I got to take what I can get on that, man. And I'm going to switch lanes real quick and get into, get into this music. Um, 
But first, I want to talk to you guys about a TV show I've been watching. It's called People Magazine Investigates Colts. If, listen, if you don't watch the ID channel, first of all, you fucking up. You need to watch the ID channel. They got some good shit on there. If you want to see some crime, criminal, weirdo shit, ID got it for your ass. Now, the, the show me and my wife have recently fell in love with, it's called People Magazine Investigates Colts. And they're talking about shit from like mainly the 60s and 70s. And that's where it started for these different cults around the country. But one of them just ended like last year, 2017. It blew my mind to think that in 2017, somebody had more control over you than your goddamn cell phone. It's crazy. It blew my mind. People in these cults for 20-something years listening to some religious nut tell them they're going to go to hell if they don't abide by whatever rule. It is absolutely ridiculous, but it is intriguing and unfortunately for them, it's entertaining to see how these things happen, how these cults build from the ground up and how they keep their membership, how they alienate people, and then the way they punish people. The formula is almost the same with every damn cult. Every last one of them. They welcome you in. Once you're in, they make you feel guilty for thinking about leaving. Alienate you from the people that you have outside the cult. And then the cult leader develops a complex. Now, I gave some of it away, obviously, but I really think you guys should watch it. There's a few, there's like four or five episodes on demand right now, and they're all good. It will blow your mind how crazy this show is and how these people get roped into this shit. I guarantee you it will blow your mind. You guys should definitely go check that out. What else? I had something else. Um, Yeah, not a lot of albums came out. Meek Mill shit came out. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. I'm not the biggest Meek fan. Uh, I'll stream it <laughs> and uh, see how I feel about it. If so, I'll download it. My man Freddie Gibbs came out with another one. I like that so far. I'm like four or five songs in, all up tempo. If you're a friend of Freddie Gibbs, you know how he get down. I'm going to go check it out. He used to run with Jeezy back in the day. It's all hard shit. Ain't no soft shit coming out of Freddie Gibbs. That's what it's going to be. This is riding in the car with your homie music. But if your girlfriend bought it, go ahead and put it on. If your wife bought it, put it on. She might enjoy it too. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not yet brave enough to, to talk to black women about the hair issues and all the other shit they do with their hair. But I will talk to men. And I know this is in the serious minority. And it may be just a joke. But... Let, let me catch one of my homeboys wearing one of these fucking man weaves or hair units. We gonna fight because I'm snatching this shit off your head. Now, I ain't no gangster or none of that shit, but you can't be my homie rocking a fake beard or a hair unit as they try to make it masculine. We, we not doing that over here, man. If you got one of them, you might as well not fuck with me. Be a man, be bald, goddammit. It ain't that goddamn bad. Like I say, man, fuck the barber. Don't be a slave to the barber shop. Going in there week after week, asking me to adjust your damn hairline. I feel your pain. I've been there. Stop getting blended in, man. Go get you a razor. Or go get you one of them damn electric shavers and just mow your shit down. Be a goddamn man. Damn it. Don't be afraid of your, of your maturity. I don't give a damn if you're 21 and you're losing your hair. Embrace it. You're going to have more time to learn what it is to look like you know some shit. You start losing your hair, people start asking you all type of life questions. Can you balance my checkbook? Can you can you 
help me out with what's going on with my wife. People treat you like a goddamn therapist. You start going bald. I'm just messing with y'all. I'm joking. But for real, if you a man, just, hey, man, I'm not going to front. I looked it up. I watched YouTube videos when my shit started to go thin just to kind of see what my options were. And I was like, you know what, man? Fuck this shit. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of dropping 20 beans every six or seven days, going to the barbershop trying to, trying to build my hairline back up. Like, oh, yeah. I had a barber tell me, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you thin it. I can bring you out. I can bring you out. By I'm like, what? I'm in my brain. I'm like, what the fuck does bring you out mean? What the fuck does it mean to bring me out when my, my hairline is going back? And he's basically edging me up to where it almost looked like I had little baby hair <laughs> to meet up with my hair. And I'm like, in the middle, I'm like, I can't do this shit, man. And, you know, like the, like I told y'all before, I was walking by a window. I saw my reflection of my scalp through my hair. And I was like, it's time, player. It's time. So stop worrying about that shit, man. If your hair getting thin, and be a G in that shit. Go ahead and get your razor and shut it down, man. Don't let it get you down. Think of it like this. You are the boss of your body, right? And as the boss of your body, as, a, as your being, you have to make sure that every part of your body is doing their job, right? So, me being the supervisor I am, I checked in with the scalp department one day. And I noticed some of the motherfuckers weren't coming to work. So, as the supervisor, I monitored the situation. Just trying to see what was going on. I'm, I'm doing proper maintenance, washing them, making sure they're clean, making sure they got everything they need to be nourished properly and come to work. And I was being nice. Let, it, let them grow out a little bit more, gave them a little more freedom. And I looked back, checked again. I noticed more of the motherfuckers weren't coming to work. I let it ride again. I said, maybe I just can't see it. So I got the mirror and looked for people in the back of the scalp department. I noticed there was a small gap forming in the middle of the scalp department. So I looked in the back. Everybody in the back still coming to work, even though I can't see them. The back got honor. Got to give them love. But the people who sit in the front on the sides, them follicles wasn't really coming to work. A couple of them were sprouting up here and there, but they wasn't coming to work full force like I wanted them to. In order for me to see them, the attendance was lacking. For the scalp department, especially in the front. And your boy got tired of that shit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do like they do in the military. That's what I'm going to do. One person fuck up. And the rest of my hair follicles didn't correct the other ones that weren't coming to work. You know what I did? On a Friday. In the afternoon. I checked in with the scalp department before we got off of work. They didn't show up, and I fired all the motherfuckers. That's how I look at hair loss. Own that shit. My scalp is a department. The follicles work in the department. The hair follicles work there. The motherfuckers stopped showing up for work, and I fired all their ass. And I keep firing them. Every time they try to come back, every couple of days, I fire their ass again. I use my enforcer, Razor. Razor, he come out there and knock all their ass right back off my, my property. Get y'all ass out of here. All y'all don't want to come to work, be the fuck gone, goddammit. <laughs> and that's all I got for y'all. Um, trip number 37, man. No playing this ride, me blackout, hosting this joint. I enjoyed doing this when I went longer than I wanted to. I'm probably in trouble with my wife on her birthday. 
So I'm ready to hear all this shit, but baby, I love you when you listen to this. Don't be too mad. It's been real, man. I still got the merch, man. I got the Soon Guilty t-shirts. I got No Playing This Ride t-shirts at noplayingthisride.threatless.com. You can get at me at noplayingthisride.gmail.com. That didn't even sound right. Noplayingthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase, goddammit. My homeboy website, newjackcity.net. If you want that, New Jack City Music, go there. You can go Tidal. You can go iTunes. My man Brooks on the Beat has some shit coming soonish. Soonish, I'll let y'all know. But his at SoundCloud is Brooks on the Beat at SoundCloud.com. You can reach me on Twitter, noplay247 at Twitter.com, capital N, lowercase O, capital P, L A Y. Noplay247. Give me some shit to talk about. Maybe yo mama. I'm just playing. I wouldn't do that. But as always, learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. Figure out a way to make tomorrow better than today. But today's my wife's birthday, so that's going to be hard. Anywho, anyway, y'all be good.